eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and you know, Mitch McConnell is holding some per, uh, holding the strings for Diane Feinstein's future. Uh, so there's a new story out that says that Mitch McConnell is uh, basically going to push to make Diane Feinstein show up. Otherwise, she needs to re- retire or resign. Um, so you wonder why you would do that, actually. Because one of the problems with Dianne Feinstein not showing up is that they can't get justices voted on. And right now, you know, you get the most radically liberal judges, radical liberal judges from the Biden administration being pushed through the Senate. So why would Mitch McConnell want to fast track that? Why wouldn't he want to block it? You know, to get uh, to protect our Constitution. But, of course, Mitch McConnell uh, is a very corrupt politician. He is dealing with his own problems and, and ailments, keeps falling all over the place. I don't know if he's drunk on Kentucky bourbon or not, but that's where he represents. It says, I hope everyone is paying attention. It won't matter who the GOP candidate is if the McFrauds, you know, we're talking about the McRhinos, you know, the McFrauds. Uh, that's uh, McDaniels, the Ronan McDaniels, who can't win a race to save her life, that relies on a whole bunch of other rhinos to run to make it like a multi-level marketing scheme so that, like, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and Pompeo and all these people can go and get their funding from their friends and family and corporate cronies and put them into the Win Red coffers. Meanwhile, you got Trump being attacked and nobody says anything. You know, it's absolutely absurd. You know, Jim Jordan was in New York City yesterday uh, and uh, the Democrats were attacking the victims, uh, the, the, par- uh, the victims' uh, family members who were deceased. So it doesn't, <laughs> there's no compassion whatsoever. And it doesn't seem like this 
the the Jim Jordan committees are making any headway in terms of righting any wrongs. It's just a bunch of drum drum beating. Uh, we need more than that. We need a lot more. And so, um, this uh, guy is talking about Mitch McConnell. He says Mitch McConnell received donations from voting machine lobbyists before blocking election security bills. This traitorous lying weasel blocked every single piece of legislation to protect the 2020 election from foreign interference. Every single one. So basically, uh, the McFrauds, it's McDaniels, um, McCarthy, and of course, Mitch McConnell, they are not on the side of the American people. They are on the side of the highest bidder. Their departure is the only hope our party has in order to survive. So that says here, traitors lying weasel blocked every single piece of legislation to protect the 2020 election from foreign interference. So that's, of course, that's because they're getting their money through foreign donations. You know, I mean, that's exactly what's going on, right? I mean, we know this, right? We know this because this is what has happened. He is a globalist. And what do globalists who love Klaus Schwab and, and are beholden to Klaus Schwab and what do globalists do? They penetrate the cabinets. Let's take a listen. When Klaus I Schwab. mention our names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece- at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world form. So penetrating the caverns is what they do, right? And, uh, you know, it's interesting, too, that Justin Trudeau is sending more money to Ukraine despite the fact that two months ago only 32% voted for uh, voted for aid to Ukraine, further aid to Ukraine. So you wonder who's representing who? I mean, what what is this? There's there's taxation, but without representation. That seems to be what's in play in Canada and in America. And what, what seems to be happening here is happening elsewhere, whether it's racial uh, reparations, uh, racial divide, uh, wokeism, you name it. It's uh it's just all around us. And we're we're suffering as a people for it. We're starving as a people. You know, um the riots in Chicago, for example. Take the riots in Chicago. So you got this riot where this white woman uh Matt Walsh posted this. He says white woman viciously attacked by a group of black teens. You absolutely never see videos like this with races reversed. Never doesn't never does it exist. 
at some point, we need to discuss why this kind of violence literally always goes one way. Everyone is always calling for an uncomfortable conversation about race. Well, here it is. There it is. Matt Walsh saying that. And, you know, the problem is that with these riots, they're saying, okay, number one, Soros DAs are using it as an act of reparations. They're basically saying, we're not going to police these people. These people are starving. You get this new mayor-elect in Chicago, and he says the darndest things. He he basically talks about food shortages, and these people don't have anything to do. Well, that would be on his mission. If they if they need better things to do, then build a park, build build a recreation, uh, basketball hoops, and baseball fields, and soccer fields, and what whatever. Get the get kids to do do better, but this was in you know the this was in the uh, like Michigan Avenue, these riots, and these black people were destroying property and attacking attacking white people, and in addition, uh, these stores are leaving in droves, right? Walmart and a whole bunch of other stores are leaving. And the reason why is because they can't afford to be looted all the time. Because you have these DAs, these Soros DAs. Again, what Klaus Schwab said about world leaders penetrating the cabinet. Well, we know that Klaus Schwab also penetrated the DA's office. And why? Why did they do that? Because you can't penetrate the cabinets unless you have what Mitch McConnell supports, which is election machines and election fraud. So you have these election fraud, election machines. Then you have the pandemic that leads to mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting. And then you have uh, basically these crimes that are committed, like the ones that they're busting wide open in Maricopa County. But you can't police them because you have Soros DAs. See, I mean, what Soros did was he hired the DAs first. Then he got them to turn a blind eye to the election fraud that was bound to happen. Once you get a corrupt, a corrupt uh, police force and a corrupt, a corrupt investigation arm, once you corrupt that, you can commit any foul that you want. And the referee or the judge or the cop or the investigator or the prosecutor is going to turn a blind eye to that. So we're going to fry some bigger fish down the road, but we can't do it unless we have the right police force, unless we have our own cronies at, at the jailhouse, at the you know in the courtrooms. You know we can't have abortion for all, or we can't do all these things that we want to do that are unconstitutional if we can't pack the Supreme Court and rig that court with a whole bunch of people that meet a certain quota system and they think a certain way. We all know that, you know, all the liberal judges vote one way and all the conservative judges vote tend to vote another. We tend to, though, have a more centrist judge in a constitutionalist or, or an originalist uh, rather than these progressive judges that in lockstep vote based on policy. But you have this problem, 
and you have this quota-based system. So you you know you talk about defunding the police, police morale, attacking the police, calling them names. You know it's it's as if the criminals are getting rewarded. You know, um, and also the mentally ill are being rewarded, like the trans people, right? So, like, Featherman just showed up for his job for the first time in two months, right? He shows up, and John Featherman shows up. It says here, returns to Capitol Hill after a two-month absence during which he received treatment for clinical depression at Walter Reed. So he shows up in shorts and a sweatshirt, a hoodie, and sneakers, And I said, mentally ill is being rewarded in America. It's just insane. But you take this this new mayor-elect Brandon Johnson in Chicago, defending looters and attacking corporations. It says, new, Colin Rugg wrote this. Walmart is closing four of their store locations in Chicago. Gee, I wonder why. Here is mayor-elect Brandon Johnson defending looters and attacking corporations. You can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, and white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. That type of looting has to be disrupted as well. That's what we're calling for in in this moment. Let's take a listen. Loot because they, that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that, quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, you're not condoning out, looting? I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting? Th- th- there's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. Loot because they, that's how they can eat? The real answer is... Uh, sorry about that. Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is like Mar- Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene to this guy. This guy is unbelievable. And what's interesting about it is he's talking about food, and yet the same people that he supports, the, the globalist party, the globalist agenda, who uses climate change as a hoax to perpetuate slave labor in markets in countries where population is out of control, like China and India, where they have 1.5 million, billion, billion with a B, people that need jobs and are willing to work for $20 a day rather than $20 an hour, like they are here. You know, our latte-drinking, overeducated liberal arts students that can't find, you know, don't have a skill and can't find a job, but yet want to live at home with their parents' house, who built this country. And now they want to attack rice. So John Kerry, the, 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 the bold guy that John Kerry is, right? The climate lunatics have, 
have a new food target. It's rice. So Town Hall, thanks to Evie and George of Chicago, sent me this. It says, the climate uh, lunatics have a new food target. Climate change lunatics who want to ban beef and force everyone to eat bugs have a new target. According to AFP News, climate scientists are targeting rice farming as a dangerous emissions-heavy practice. They say flooded rice fields, which then naturally ferment hay and other plants, produce too much methane. So that's just incredible. Too much methane, they say. Let's take a listen. High high methane traps about 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide. So rice, um, which sets them apart from other crops, has a standing water layer in the field, which means there's no exchange of air between the soil and the atmosphere. Who cares, right? I mean, I could listen to this guy. Rice. They're attacking rice. That's something that people can afford to eat. Rice, potatoes, you know, stock, whatever. These are, they're, ta- they're, they're messing with our food supply. And in the Netherlands, they're, they're, they're using the government, Ruta, for example. A globalist disciple of Klaus Schwab is basically um, trying to get farmers to cooperate in the short term because they're desperate. So they not only go after their their farmlands and seize them, but they're also now paying them off to, to, to get them to comply because they're fighting back. And some people are taking the money. And so the government is using taxpayer dollars to basically sugar, like create insulin for the farmers, put a pacifier in their mouth to get what they want. It's like a carrot and a stick. They hit them with the stick, and then they're now giving them a bunch of carrots. But the whole country, country, the, the Netherlands, second in the world, and second to the United States in farm production, agricultural products. And that's amazing. And to think about how they're attacking is beyond me. But now they're going after rice. So that's, uh, and the climate grift continues. Did you know rice fields account for 10% of global emissions? Me neither, because it's total BS. So climate cultists blame global warming on rice. So what's that going to do? So I said this when the person was talking about, you know, rice emissions and 80% of this and 20%, you know, Um, They say this, rice is to blame for around 10% of global emissions of methane gas and that over two decades traps about 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide. Scientists say that if the world wants to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, rice, we haven't gone up hardly at all, like point a fraction of one fraction. It's, It's not a game changer. And again, why in the world are they invent, uh, investing billions of dollars in new skyscrapers in, in, the, in, in London, uh, in England, which is on an island? Why 
our property values sky why have they skyrocketed and why are they building more in california and in florida why is florida one of the fastest growing developing uh areas of the united states and particularly in miami why if the banks thought differently that these were bad investments they wouldn't be investing in them would they they're investing in them because they know that Ocasio-Cortez was wrong with her prognostication that says Florida and California is going to be underwater in just a few years. Or that Greta Thunberg said that things were going to be underwater by 2023, five years ago when she tweeted that in 2018. So I said that another blow to Anheuser-Busch as John Kerry and his slave labor comrades continue to push the climate hoax by going after the main ingredient in Bud Light, which is rice. <laughs> and that would be rice. America beers have been filling their beers with rice for decades. Choose craft ales for real beer. Yeah, why would anybody want to drink that crap anyway? But they do. I've, I've never been one to drink it. But that's what we're up against right now. We're up against this. And speaking of Anheuser-Busch, my goodness, this whole thing is still going on, the Dylan Mulvaney thing. But, you know, um, uh, shame on uh, Donald Trump Jr., though, for, for, bow, for, for almost bowing to, uh, bowing to uh, um, Bush, I mean, uh, um, Bud Light. <laughs> Bowing to Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. That's what I meant to say. I drew a blank because I was looking up that that audio clip, uh, but I don't have it. Well, he basically, it was surprising because he basically um, said to don't, don't boycott them is what he was saying. He was saying, why boycott a, con- a company like that? And I thought, this boycott's exactly what we need. We need a strong boycott and that that would be a mistake if we didn't try to make an example because it's not about trying to hurt Anheuser-Busch. It's not because they're probably owned by BlackRock and, you know, they own Corona. They own um, Stella Artois. You know, so if you drink Stella Artois or Corona, you're still going to be giving money to Anheuser-Busch. So just boycotting Bud Light and not doing it right is is one thing. But um, in any case, I'll probably have that clip um, because I'm going to play another clip and uh, audio clip. But it does dis- disturb me a little bit that he wanted to bow to that. And I thought it was a bad move because if you think about it, Ron DeSantis now has come out and pivoted and said, we're going to go and keep on going after these uh, woke corporations. So, unlike his father, Donald Jr. is capable of really stepping in at the trap. And he bowed to the globalist agenda there. And so, it was a mis- I think it was a mistake for him. And not only that, but some really great-minded people uh, have spoken out about what this boycott of Anheuser-Busch is truly about. And I want you to take a listen to Matt Walsh, and I want to take I want you to take a listen to Jesse Kelly, 
Uh, let's take a listen first to Matt Walsh. This is what the GOP establishment and its donor class don't understand. Okay? We are sick and tired of this. We are sick and tired of watching as our culture is claimed piece by piece by madness and degeneracy. We are not okay with it. We are furious about it, in fact. And we aren't following your lead in the fight against it because you people aren't interested in fighting against it. We're not going to sit around and, and wait for you to execute your master plan to win back the culture. You have no such plan. You're satisfied to let the culture crumble and decay as long as you can have a hand in ruling over the rubble. And that's how we got to this point in the first place, where transgenderism is the sort of thing that even Bud Light feels it needs to promote. That's how the total denial of biological reality became mainstream and seized hold of our society. It happened because the conservative, quote-unquote, leadership tasked with defending our country against evils like gender ideology— abdicated their responsibility. But Donald Trump... They gave up without putting up even the semblance of a struggle. They left it to the rest of us to fight this battle, and so and so we are. You're asleep, we're taking the wheel. It's that simple. And we don't care about Republican donors. Okay, the Republican donors are as worthless as the Republicans they donate to. So I don't give a damn about them. And you could scoff all you want, Right, But this boycott matters. It does. It matters because it's obviously not just about one beer company. It's about making a statement. It's about achieving a victory for truth and sanity. It's about doing the things that you people won't do. So step aside and let us handle it. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll do everything. You'll do nothing. And then later on, when we get the win... You can run campaign ads pretending that you did something, as always. And that's fine. I don't even care about that. I just want the win. That's all that matters. That is, it's, it's, an important, it's important that we make a stand. And here's Donald Trump Jr. Uh, and thank you, Evie, for sending out the uh, red, red state Don Jr. tells conservatives. But I did find this audio clip that I was talking about, and here it is. Junior wants you to stop the boycott and keep drinking Bud Light. I'm not, though, for destroying an American and iconic company. Actually, they're not an American company anymore. For like 10 years, they've been sold to a foreign company in Belgium. For something like this. Trust me, the memes have been so good. I'm sitting there chomping. I'd be like, I want it. But like when I actually look into it, I'm not going to blame the whole company for the inaction or the stupidity of someone in a marketing campaign that got woke as hell. Yeah, why bother sending them a message and making an example out of them so that other Fortune 500 companies won't keep going woke and cramming LGBT propaganda down our throat? Let's just have a good laugh at the memes and call it a night. The company itself doesn't participate in the same leftist nonsense as the other big conglomerates. Frankly, they don't participate in the same woke garbage that other people in the beer industry actually do, who are significantly worse offenders when I looked into it. You haven't looked into anything, moron. Apparently Junior missed this Bud Light commercial. The Bud Light party here celebrating Steve and Greg's wedding. Gay weddings. They're just like any wedding. You've got cringeworthy speeches. Speaking of cringe, that's what this commercial is. Why would any major company, particularly a beer company, produce such polarizing propaganda that's going to obviously just turn off the vast majority of their customers? 
I'll spare you from having to see the rest of this cultural Marxist commercial. There's plenty more to come in this video, so stay tuned. But real quick, subscribe to my channel if you're new here because you're not going to get on. Mr. Bush supporting corporate America and lobbying history of... But tell us, Junior, why do we have this all wrong? And we looked into the political giving and lobbying history of Anheuser-Busch. And guess what? They actually support Republicans. In, in woke corporate America, Anheuser-Busch supports Republicans. Oh, so they're buying your silence. But Republicans would never do that, right? <laughs> oh, wait, what's this? GOP quietly backs off, attacking Bud Light, its own major donor. The National Republican Congressional Committee posted and then later deleted this tweet once they realized that they were biting the hand that feeds them, saying, thanks to Dylan Mulvaney, we can all finally admit that Bud Light tastes like water. With our new koozies, you can make sure no one confuses Bud Light with real beer ever again. And this is obviously a fundraising email with them selling their new branded koozie. And then they deleted that and pulled the fundraising page down. Caitlyn Jenner agrees with Donald Trump Jr. responding to his video, calling for an end to the boycott, saying, It's not the best collaboration. By the way, if Dylan was even paid, of course he was paid, it was a paid endorsement deal. In general, I am against boycotts, and this corporation seems pretty pro-America. With some woke execs, Donald Trump Jr. is spot on. No, I'm sorry, the entire Bud Light brand has to go. If I Yeah, well he goes on with that and you know, um I uh I have to say I'm I'm a little shocked that Don Jr. took that and, and they're being lamb blasted now by um uh, DeSantis. Which is fine. I mean, uh you know the thing is 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 that um and I think if you make that mistake and you support that. But, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that the Trumps have endorsed, whether it was Dan Coats at o, uh, ODNI or Gina Haspel at the CIA or even Pompeo at the State Department. You know, a lot of the, you know, Chris Ray at the FBI. Um, these were not great choices. John Ratcliffe was a great choice. Rick Grinnell was a great choice. But he made some good choices. But alliancing himself with Lindsey Graham, I mean, these are things he could have avoided. There's been a lot of choices that he has made. Milley, Mark Milley, Magdal, Mad Dog Matt, Mattis. Uh, these were all Trump's hires. And, you know, these were all hires I think I find to be unappealing and didn't do a lot for our country. Is it true? I mean, could it very well be that there's no one you can't hire anybody that's not a sellout? I don't know. But um, Matt Walsh made a really great point, and so did Mark Dice there, showing the the uh, audio clip from uh, Don Jr. Big sellout there. And, yeah, he's getting lamb-blasted from DeSantis, and rightfully so there. So here's uh, Jesse Kelly from uh, The First. Uh, he had a good commentary on this Bud Light situation. And now... We have this gigantic corporation on their heels, practically on their knees, begging for mercy. And now we have our chance to make an example of Anheuser-Busch, to leave them like a dead carcass on the side of the road, to leave them crucified along the Appian Way. And keep in mind, maybe this talk makes you uncomfortable. 
it's critically important that the rest of corporate America realizes we're done being waterboarded with the rainbow colors. We're done with it. We must punish them so the next corporation, when they have a board meeting and crazy liberal white woman walks in and says, we need to tranny up the cookies, they say, no, you're fired. We're not going through what Anheuser-Busch went through. Sit down and shut up, liberal white woman. That's what we needed. But, you know, the low TGOP, they are what they are. You see, they're staring at a win. They certainly could never deliver a win. They couldn't risk delivering a win for you or me. So what do we get? Daily Beast. GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light. In fact, the National Republican Congressional Committee put out and then swiftly deleted a direct attack on Bud Light, whose parent company donated nearly 500000 to its candidates in the most recent election cycle. You see... You were on the verge of maybe achieving a cultural win that would finally give us some relief from this endless corporate liberal activism that we have to endure now today. Endless. You can't go anywhere. You can't buy anything now without being barraged by the endless rainbow waves. And finally, we were almost ready to make an example of this gigantic corporation. And the low TGOP looks at its campaign donations and says, oh, uh, guys, uh, uh, no, what if, we, what if we lose campaign money, guys? Oh, my gosh, stop. This is why I don't call myself a Republican. This is why I am an anti-communist. Yeah, well, you know, it, he, everything he said there was true. It's all about money. And again, it's all about BlackRock. And it's all about Vanguard. And if you take a look at what, you know, like, like I said before, boycotts almost never really work. Like say, say Pepsi and Coke. I knew I I did research on this one a long time ago. And I was shocked at how BlackRock owned both companies. They're two separate companies. So what if Coke does one thing that goes woke? What if Coke, (laughs) Coke goes woke? I'm a poet and don't know it. So you got Coke goes woke. You say, oh, that's it. I love Coke, but I'm going to buy Pepsi. And guess what? Larry Fink at BlackRock is still going to get the same amount of money. And he's still going to invest in the two brands, realizing that they can get a lot more done by, you know, diversifying their portfolio of these multinational corporations that bow to at the trough of the uh, World Economic Forum in Davos every year. And that's why I brought up the Klaus Schwab thing. They've penetrated the cabinets. They've penetrated the DA's office. They're in partnership with BlackRock and Vanguard. And they own all the multinational corporations. So when someone tells you to go and buy local, that might not be a bad thing. But at the end of the day, even if you bought local from Harry's hardware store, he's still buying his hammer from a BlackRock company that bought their, they got that hammer made in China. And this whole climate thing is about getting the hammer made as cheaply as possible with slave labor children in Uyghur concentration camps, prison camps in China. And BlackRock and the, these, these sophisticates in Geneva and in Davos, 
are all okay with it. You know, and and they're the ones also in support of the open borders. Because it's not just about manufacturing slave labor, slave labor that manufactures. It's also about slave labor that changes those linens at the hotel, washes the dishes at the restaurants in the basement, uh, drives your Liberty uh, Lyft and Uber cars, and works the Nancy Pelosi vineyards, and works those meatpacking plants, and builds that deck, and mows that lawn. You know, I was um, in some sort of a mall the other day over the weekend, and uh, and I needed directions on how to get someplace. I, I was looking for a store. I couldn't find the map. I didn't know where it was. I needed a pair of sneakers. And so I was looking for a, a place. And, uh, and, and I asked three people that were pushing, you know, a, um, this is in Arlington, Virginia. You know, I'm in the Beltway in D.C. And there were three people, you know, pushing a broom or, you know, pushing a trash can or doing, doing maintenance and cleanup. Three people. They're the only three people I could find. And not one of them spoke English. All Spanish. Not knocking it, just saying what it is. I mean, it's a little frustrating. Uh, we know what's going on. These people, again, this is a globalist thing. This is a tragedy, really, when you think about it. Is their life any better here than there? So let this resonate. So, uh, for example... In San Francisco, a guy named Scott Weiner, spelled W-I-E-N-E-R, Scott, W-I-E-N-E-R, Scott Weiner, San Francisco politician. Um, I guess he's a state senator. Kamala Harris supports Senator Scott Weiner, um, who author, authored the bill SB 145, which legalizes sex with children if the child consents and is within 10 years of age of the rapist. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. So, um, American Legal, if Anheuser-Busch didn't have enough trouble, uh, American Legal, headed up by uh, Stephen Miller, says American First Legal Center for Legal Equality filed a federal civil rights complaint with the EEOC against Anheuser-Busch for systemic and discriminatory hiring, promotion, and job training employment practices. Now, on its face, that would sound horrible. Oh, but it's against white people, so, you know. Anheuser-Busch created a leadership accelerated program which only invites specific individuals of specific races, colors, and national origins to apply, notably excluding white and Asian Americans, because they've just had it too good. In their 2022 annual report, the company highlights its DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, initiative as a global priority for their senior leadership teams. The company created a global DEI global DEI council that appears to be nothing more than a vehicle to 
implement race, national origin, and sex quotas. For example, the company affirms that its DEI strategy has driven results that include increasing overall representation of women in top leadership positions. However, the company fails to define what it means by the term women. What's a woman? Of course, Katanji Brown-Jackson didn't know, right, when she was asked by uh, Tennessee Senator um, Black, uh, uh, you know the name? In any case, um, Blackridge or something like that. In any case, um, she couldn't name it. She couldn't figure it out. She couldn't do it, right? As the corporate corporation responsible for Bud Light and as an eager partner with transgender activist and biological male Dylan Mulvaney, it is safe to assume that the company's definition of a woman is not limited to biological females. Of course not. And here's the thing. Again, this is this is the uh, thing that's being sold out about this. And it's this big, huge sellout. Um, Benny Johnson writes this. Since Bud Light co- committed uh, brand assassination by partnering with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney, Mulvaney a actress that was in college, um, an actor, that was in college in uh, 2019, went to acting school, was literally in the theater department. The beer is tanking from a massive boycott to the tune of $7 billion in losses. And here's this stupid Dylan Mulvaney, if you haven't heard it in a while. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but... It turns out it has something to do with sports, and I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Yeah, it's crazy, right? So this person's a dude that went to acting school. Um, Jim O'Keefe, James O'Keefe, went out with his new project, Veritas. It's called Oh My God, OMG. Went out to Beverly Hills at the Four Seasons where this dude, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, is staying. The Beverly Hills, the Four Seasons at the Beverly Hills. Dressed to the nines in what looked like Burberry or something. Dressed to the nines. And Walt wouldn't even give uh, an answer to to, uh, to James O'Keefe. Ran from the press, you know, hiding behind their desk, in a sense. Just raking it in. It reminds me of the grift that Black Lives Matter was. It was all about dividing black, black uh, Americans between their political ideologies. Black conservatives were divided by uh, from black liberals. And the reason why they were divided is because one of the chief ways that black liberals were migrating over to the conservative um, agenda was because his friends and family that were black conservatives were, the, were able to get an inside track on swaying them over, changing their minds the debate at the Thanksgiving table 
you know, or in the living room. Um, they would they would go challenged by their friends and family, and they would lose the challenge. And conservatives would make more sense, and more and more people were leaving the liberal party. And blacks can't win elections if they don't. I mean, uh, Democrats can't win elections if they don't have black voters, right? So Trump comes out with what do you have? What the hell do you have to lose? And Black Lives Matter, which was started by Obama in Ferguson, and the whole based on a lie, hands up, don't shoot, Matt Brown, Mike Brown, um, that whole thing was de- developed and designed to stoke the flames of racial division. And then you had Colin Kaepernick. And how did Colin Kaepernick get paid? Colin Kaepernick got paid by Nike, if you recall. How did Dylan Mulvaney get paid? Dylan Mulvaney also is doing the same exact tactic, dividing Americans. And, and Americans are either racist when it comes to Black Lives Matter or transphobic if it comes to Dylan Mulvaney, right? So either way, we're going to be attacked as conservatives, and the conservatives are afraid to touch this. And Anheuser-Busch, shame on them, a corporation is know, knows exactly the game that they're playing. And this is political to the hilt. And it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's an attack on the family structure. It's an attack on agriculture. It's an attack on American values. It's an attack on Christianity. It's an attack on Judeo-Christian values. It's an attack on the family structure. And we're suffering from a decline in population as a result as well. But when you think about all that, you say, okay, well, Dylan Mulvaney's getting paid by Bud Light to carry out this message in the same way that when Colin Kaepernick took a knee was paid for by Nike. And again, it's about dividing because actually Trump was really great with the LGBTQ. He was the leader of the world when it came to the atrocities of pushing gays off of the top of buildings in Arab countries. And Trump was the first to denounce that. And gay people don't know that. Um, Trump is colorblind, genderblind. You know, he basically is just a leader. But um, when you think about the Black Lives Matter movement, $83 billion never trickled down. And here we are, you know, with all of this. It's it's absolutely... Um, you know, it's just proof that the Democrats will destroy anything. It's almost like they want to rule a pile of rubble just so long as they can rule. But they don't really mind tearing the house all the way down. You take, you know, this recent debacle with the security. The security breach at the Pentagon well, NBC News reported that the Biden administration's pushing for more restrictions. But when you think about it, the Restrict Act, when you look at this graphic, it says bipartisan legislation to protect our national security from foreign tech threats. Well, that happened three weeks ago, right? They were talking about the TikTok and the Restrict Act. And then last week, you get this right wing lunatic, right? that supposedly, allegedly, stole all these documents and put them on Discord. Think about the timing of that. Could it be timed any more perfectly, that rollout? 
First, you have, you have um, Senator Warner pushing the Restrict Act, a radical lefty that was involved in the Russian hoax, and Johnny Depp's attorney, Adam Wal- Walden, and, uh, and, er- uh, and Igor Der- Deripaska, um, the U- Ukraine-Russian guy that was an oligarch, Deripaska, and all of the corruption that was going on. So you have all of that. Mark Warner was directly involved, knee-deep in that. We, we have the receipts on that. Um, they never did anything about it, but he was as corrupt as can be. He's one of the most corrupt senators that's ever lived, and people don't even know his name. Yet he's also listed as one of the richest senators of all time. I wonder how he got his money. But here you have the Restrict Act, supposed to be bipartisan because, again, people like Mitch McConnell or whoever, the GOP in general, is a big sellout because, again, they can't boycott against Bud Light because Bud Light's going to say, if you boycott against Bud Light, we're going to pull the funding from all the other BlackRock-owned companies as well. It's not going to be just Bud Light you're hurting. You're hurting BlackRock. And so if you hurt BlackRock, BlackRock's going to basically put a no-donate list on, on there, and they have more muscle than the politicians. And what, what uh, is being said here is that the, the Matt Walsh guy, he's basically saying, um, stay out of the way. We'll do all the heavy lifting. You don't have to take, take it on the chin. But people who support the conservative movement or the Trump agenda or even the DeSantis agenda have to realize that they need to stick to their guns and stick with this boycott of Bud Light just to make it known that this is intolerable anymore. We're not going to tolerate it anymore. Daily reminder, restricting the emergency of security threats, uh, restricting the emergence of security threats, that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, a.k.a. Restrict Act. Our government can't even balance a budget, so why would they? Uh, why would you trust them to de- uh, with deciphering what is good for you? Huge overreach. Of course, Restrict Act is. But, of course, they knew that. So what they were going to do is get the Pentagon League to advance the ball. Elon is Elon Musk is a whistleblower. U.S. government violated the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable searches and seizures. Our freedoms and rights no different are no different, and liberties are no different than communist China. We're, we're in the same boat as them. The degree to which various governments agencies effectively have full access to everything that was going on at Twitter blew my mind. Of course, there was the big interview. Uh, that went on with uh, Tucker Carlson and Twitter. And I have that clip. Uh, I could play that. Here's all day long. On it's right the there. I have it queued up. Um, <clears throat> I have the 35 minute version of that clip. And uh, of course, we don't have 35 minutes. But I'm thinking about playing it tomorrow. It says this part, this is just part one. It's And it's commercial free. And it's just this clip that uh, was put out. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, with a minute left, take a call that just came in. Caller, you're on the air? Oh, wow, that was quick. I'm just thinking about 
Bed Bath and & Beyond and Kohl's not selling my pillow anymore. And, and look where they are now. <laughs> They're both going out of business. So they literally did not like Mike Lindell and just stopped selling my pillow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And they are going out of business. That's a good point. Yep. A reminder so, that, you know, the, it, we do have the strength in numbers if we just organize and use it. You're right. Yeah. What's your name and where are you calling yep. from? My name is Therese, and I'm calling from Oceanside, New York. Oh, okay. Is first time caller? Yes. All right. Thank you for calling in today. Okay. Everyday listener. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Okay. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. That's sweet. Um, all right, so it goes like this. It says, um, "It says this part covers concerns of OpenAI going from open source and nonprofit to closed source and nonprofit. Elon's plans for a new AI company, Truth GPT. The need for AI regulation. Was it worth it to buy Twitter? Government overreach at Twitter 1.0 and more. Well." Of course, the big topic and takeaway from uh, the interview that he gave with Tucker was the AI uh, and the concerns there. And already the Democrats are pushing to control AI and get AI to be, you know, liberal minded. And it would be basically the the George Soros on steroids. Right. Uh, Because George Soros is like a mastermind that could overthrow the currency of countries. I mean, this guy is probably one of the most intelligent but most evil men in the world, George Soros. And he's figured out so many ways, Well, but with the leverage of the government funding, like the funding that uh, Biden administration gave out to Bill Gates and, uh, and Steve Jobs' ex-wife um, for a whole bunch of initiatives um, for climate and, and, and other things. Um, and the way they're pushing all this stuff and the way they're organized, it's very sophisticated. Uh, we had a uh, audio clip from um, uh, South Carolina uh, representative Nancy Mace, who basically went to the Treasury and looked and found more dirt on the Biden family than you could otherwise imagine. So we have that in store for you as well. We're going to uh, carry that over you know, to our next show and And with that, uh, that brings us to the end of this show. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapac.org. Make a donation if you can to support America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at mypillow.com and help Mike Lindell and Red State and the Scott Adams Show. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. The mound's getting steeper. Grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.